0: Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and
1: more affordable than you might think.
0: Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level.
2: This is the Kevin Jackson Radio Show. Quiet, numbs, folks. I'm broadcasting. (laughs)
3: True headline, we're Adam and Eve Black Transgender Refugees. Welcome folks, we're going to do some quick hits. Kevin Jackson's who you're listening to, the Kevin Jackson Network, 844-551-8255. True headline, You, you can Google it, we're Adam and Eve Black Transgender Refugees. I'll leave you to ponder that. Uh, Here's another one. Quick, quick ones. These are quick shots here. A guy who shot up the Kansas City Super Bowl parade was black and had an illegal gun. So it kind of destroys two narratives, right? Because it certainly wasn't, you know, those guys that beat up Jussie Smollett, you know, those MAGA Trump guys. And if you want to talk about guns, how about the legal guns? Because they never want to have that as part of the discussion. Judge assigned to the Trump criminal case in Georgia once worked for D.A. Fannie Willis, which they say explains why he refused to admonish or control the disrespectful witness when she flipped out. On the stand. The reason why we're doing these quick hits is to give you some idea of how all this stuff is related, the lunacy of the left. And when you're sitting there going, that doesn't make sense, or why is this happening, or whatever else, it's always these little underlying things. Like when you find out that Ingeron, who did this, you know, gave this massive uh, d- d- declaration or whatever you call it against Donald Trump for $355 million. And you find out how connected he is to the prosecutor. Oh, she was his clerk, or she did this, or they used to date, or his brother's married to this you know, dog-goat sister. I mean, it's crazy how the left is so connected. It's interconnected. And you think it's this one little group of people that are bad. It's not. Look at the media mashups we do for you where you, hear, where you will hear every single one of these hosts say the same thing, use the same words. This is one giant cabal is what it is. You ready for this little tidbit? The last time Americans spent this much of their money on food, George H.W. Bush was in office. Terminator 2 Judgment Day was in theaters. CNC Music Factory was rocking the Billboard charts. What was that song? I don't know the name of the song. I just know the beat. They said, anyway, eating continues to cost more. Even as overall inflation has eased. I love that part. Overall inflation has eased from the blistering pace consumers endured throughout much of 2022 and 2023. So we're two months into 2024 and they go, oh, it's eased. Yeah. So it went up 30% one year, 40% the next year, and it's eased down to 20% inflation. So you're paying 100% more for everything that you buy, but it's eased a bit. I hope you haven't noticed. Well, they hope you have noticed that it's eased, but they hope you haven't noticed that you're still paying double. They go on to say this. Prices at restaurants and other eateries were up 5.1% last month compared with January of 2023. So everything's gone up another 5.1%, which is outrageous. Just so you know, if you're in a non-inflationary period. Under Trump, let me put it this way. Under Trump, you wouldn't see these kind of numbers. And by the way, 5.1% is little for Joe Biden. I'm surprised it isn't 17%. Double digits. Anyway, they said, while well, grocery cost increased 1.2% during the same period. I dare you, go to the grocery store. If somebody does the shopping for you, go to the store with them and have them give you the play-by-play. I, where was I? so? I, I told you guys. I buy this. Used to buy a pack of gum. I bought it in an eight pack, and it was five dollars and ninety nine cents. I went to the grocery store the other day. It was nine dollars and ninety nine cents. I told you what it was during the time of Trump, and I could catch it on sale at times, and it would dip. Well, it, it never went into the four dollars, but it would dip down into the five. It would be like five twenty three if I caught it on sale, but it was five ninety nine. The entire time during Trump. I don't know if you've bought any potato chips recently, a bag of chips. A bag of chips during the time of Trump, you could catch on sale. You could catch regular price, $2.79. That same bag of chips is $4.79. Smaller bag. And I don't know if you remember the price of sodas at one point. My wife goes, we're not buying a, but then she, she goes, we're not going to buy Coke or, or, you know, Dr. Pepper or whatever name brand. She goes, I went to go get like RC Cola. It was $6.99 a 12 pack. These are things you're supposed to get for pennies. You know, when you buy it that way, it costs you 10 cents or 20 cents or whatever, but no, not, not anymore. This stuff is expensive. Anyway, I'm spending too much time on this. Here's another one. And this one kind of falls in line to in, in with with the whole thing. it says, uh, uh let's see after it was th- this is ab- about red lobster. After it was solidified, those who took advantage of the b- bottomless shrimp deal seemingly ate so much that it directly affected financial losses for red lobster at the end of 2023. This is a CNN article, and what it is is red lobster ended the endless shrimp deal. <laughs> They said that's it. It's it's like Louis what's his face when he was Louis Anderson talking about when he went to a a, a Chinese restaurant. They say no more for you fat boy. You go. You go. <laughs> well, <laughs> Red Lobster is essentially saying we can't afford to do endless shrimp anymore. It was meant to be A a bit of a lost leader, but it would get you into the store and you would buy more. So they started out at 20 bucks, endless shrimp. Then they went to $23. Then they went to $25. And you know, they figured out it doesn't matter what they charge for. it, It's not going to pay. People are going to eat the endless shrimp. That's the end of it. They're not going to get anything more. They're going to look for the bargain. And that's essentially, look, if I were to go to Red Lobster, that's exactly what I'd do. And I'll tell you, speaking of Red Lobster, that was one of my favorite restaurants as a kid. Not as a little kid, but when I was a young adult. Because I love seafood. And I I would go to Red Lobster. It was kind of a big deal. It's not that great of a seafood restaurant, but it's not bad. Middle of the road. We went to a Red Lobster nostalgically. I go, oh, let's go to Red Lobster. I talked my family into going. I I had to pass a kidney stone to pay for that mug. I mean, what in the world are you talking about? The meals were so outrageously high. Look, I adjusted for inflation. (laughs) But I was shocked at the amount of money it cost. And it it wasn't a ton of food. And I get it. You know, seafood costs, everything's gone up. Shipping costs, etc., etc. It's outrageous. And now they don't even have endless shrimp anymore. What's a brother gonna do? Anyway, folks, we got a great show for you today. I'm glad you're participating. We'll be back. This
2: is the Kevin Jackson Radio Show.
3: Kevin Jackson here, folks, and I'm excited to tell you about the card that will change the way you shop and travel. The Transact card can get you automatic discounts on almost everything you buy. So, whether that discount is 1% or 10%, use the Transact card and you automatically get that discount. Why leave that free money at the store? My family uses a Transact card and we save an average of $50 a month in rebates that would otherwise go unused. But there's more. The Transact card will match you dollar for dollar on what you spend and give you Z-Bucks. Use your Z-Bucks to purchase products in the store and for serious travel discounts. Your routine shopping could pay for your next flight, hotel, or even family vacation. Or maybe just a gift for a loved one. Visit the Kevin Jackson Network for more details. And know this, I use this card for almost all my shopping, and I promise you, it works. So get the card that truly pays you back better than any other card in your wallet or purse. 3% of this nation defeated the British, and that was over a tea T-tax. I can only imagine what those patriots would be willing to do today under this oppressive system. The government colludes with fake news media and social media to silence voices. I've seen many of my friends and fellow patriots over the years give up. I'd be lying if I said I hadn't thought about it in the past, but God put me on a mission. And many of you now share my mission. And what I need is 500 of you to help us blow up this conservative ministry of truth. For those of you who join by giving $20 of recurring income monthly, you're going to get treated like none other. Automatic entrance into the backstage club. And in that club, we will create things that only you will see. We'll do virtual sessions where we'll talk about issues and things that I don't talk about on the show. Private events. Sometimes it'll be when I come to visit your city. Other times it might be where I live. You will get personal access to me. So please, become one of my 500 most avid supporters. Join up at thekevinjacksonnetwork.com.
4: As Dr. Wallach says, we all have nutrient deficiencies in our diets and must supplement with 90 essential nutrients in proper balances. At no cost or obligation, get a personal certified holistic health coach to help you develop a supplement program Based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations, call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90.
5: Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the mineral doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur Dex for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there and I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart a birth certificate, and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally, and it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG.
2: Radio Show.
5: And it didn't cost us a dime.
3: Harvard students went on a hunger strike. They missed a whole meal in support of Hamas. Welcome everybody, Kevin Jackson here listening to the Kevin Jackson Network 844 551 More than 30 Pro-Palestinian Harvard students participated in a 12-hour hunger strike on Friday. Did they do it in the evening? <laughs> in solidarity with students at Brown University pressuring the Brown Corporation to divest from Israel. How harrowing it must have been for them. 12 hours of pure H-E double crooked socks. How did they survive? I mean, it, it, I liken it to, I don't know, those miners being trapped in the cave you know when it when the it imploded on them or something. I mean, well, give, what what scenario? Maybe fighting in the French, you know, the the marginal line or something d- during World War One. I. I don't know, but boy, had to be bad. Now, I'm sure the lessons that they'll take from this, we'll see books and movies made from this 12-hour hunger strike on behalf of Hamas. Carnage, we are told in the media. Nothing different here. Nothing new. Whether we're talking about sports franchises and the number of people watching it, uh, uh, these reward shows that these very, very wealthy people give themselves in order to feel good about whatever's going on in their lives. I mean, you name it. All these different things going down, 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 down. Uh, People closing up shops all over the country because woke is not working. The leftist policies are not working. We have a clip. There's a woman she she talks about all the peop, the businesses that have left Oakland. Let's play that clip before we go further into this reason people
6: in Oakland are seriously struggling is because there's no jobs. There's no way to get money, to make money, to pay bills. Everything that come here closes down. Dunkin' Donuts came to Oakland. Dunkin' Donuts shut down. Can't make it no more. We have the Starbucks right here. Starbucks gone. Closed down. Leaving Oakland. Can't make it here no more. We just got this Raising Cane's restaurant over here. They had to close down the inside. Gone. Can't open no more. Almost every build business that opens up in Oakland closing. Businesses closed. Everything closed. Nothing to like closed. in and out Burger on the on the other side of this used to be a walmart we don't even have a walmart in oakland you know you ain't got no jobs if you don't got no walmart in your city you know your city's struggling if you don't got no walmart walmart closed down walmart could not survive oakland oakland is a hard place to survive we got in and out burger right there on the other side ready to close down and i'm pretty sure panic went after that Next to T-Mobile, Chipotle, the little restaurant in there closed. The little, the little restaurants across the street you can't see in them parking lots closed. All these big old buildings.
3: It's tragic. And to watch that woman, if you see the video, she's heartbroken. I don't blame her. I mean, how do you have a neighborhood if you don't have these businesses? I think about where we live. I know exactly the stores that are there. I know they're not getting robbed. There's not going to be any, you know, what they call these... Uh, Mass, you know, robberies that go into it or whatever. I'll be able to go there tomorrow and get food or whatever. This is tragic, and this is leftism at its finest. And you think people want more of that? Let me tell you, I don't know anything about it. it. Was a black woman giving that little speech there? But if she d- votes Democrat again, I'd be shocked. She's got to know where this the problem is. The only problem in Oakland. Is there's not a Republican to vote for. It's un, it's amazing to me, it really is. Dunkin' Donuts gone, Starbucks gone, Raisin Cane gone, and Walmart. I mean, if you can't, if a Walmart can't survive, you're in trouble. Pretty soon they're gonna be begging white people to come back and gentrify that city. I'm not even kidding, I'm not joking about that. They're gonna be begging white folks, we well, all please come and gentrify this city. Or they're gonna beg Republicans to come in. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about the triage in media. I'm sure you've heard CBS reporters caught up in layoffs at Paramount Global. They cut 800 jobs. This has been going on now for the longest time. And I don't know, should we recap the jobs that have been lost in media over the past, what, few months? Certainly over the last year, it's hundreds of jobs at almost every major leftist media outlet now, let me tell you how they got us on the right. They stopped the Google ads that's what they did. My articles I told you right now if you this show my articles don't get any coverage why. Because if I say something like Joe Biden is not a legitimate president, he was cheating into the office, that Google sends out a notice that says he doesn't believe that the election was fair. So we don't recommend you advertise. And that's why. If my word got out that, you know, in terms of the production of the show and people liking the show, the show would be fine. So I can tell you how big of an impact it's had. It the amount of money that one of my friends who is in this business made drew it collapsed he makes 1/20th from year to date what he did a year ago 1/20th that's how much they squeezed him because any article that's got something contrary you know is a contrarian view to what they've put as, put out as a narrative even if it's been fact checked for on their end to be wrong they still don't do anything with it that's how they get us. So they put lots of us out of business. But you know how they got put out of business? Lies. We got put out of business for telling the truth. But ours is going to come back. I'm convinced of it. They got put out of business because of lies. They said, uh, and by the way, one of the people that got caught up at CBS, this is when you know you're in trouble. Catherine Herridge, award-winning se- uh, senior correspondent, And she is one of the best investigative reporters I've ever seen. Better than Laura Loomer. I mean, I'm being honest. I love Laura. But Catherine Herridge, and it could just be a factor of money, because I think Laura's a beast. She's amazing. Love that girl. But Catherine Herridge got fired. And... There, you know. I, look, I don't. I have no sympathy. I don't need. I care about the inside politics. This article that we we source has all these inside things. Like, oh, the lady that ha- hired Heritage is a you know racist and she's she's a black lady, half black. She looks half black, and she's hired Her agenda is DEI based. It's not based on meritocracies. Blah blah blah. Whatever. And but regardless of the case, CBS, NBC, all of them, they all had a chance. To do things the right way, and they didn't do it. They've all played, they've been complicit in trying to run interference for Joe Biden. The media talking points, every one of the talking heads, maybe not as bad as the, the um, cable news networks, but still bad. So I don't have any sympathy for them. But when you lose people like Katherine Herridge, you've got major issues, because that is real journalism. And she didn't have an agenda. If it had been Donald Trump, she would have gone after. She'd have done it with the same fervor. It's
6: Kevin Jackson Radio. He's black. This is the Kevin Jackson Radio Show.
7: Has your body ever gone low blood sugar, feeling weak, shaky, knowing you better eat something fast? We all know high blood sugar can lead to many metabolic problems. At GCNteam.com, we have a healthy blood sugar pack focusing on the structure and function of stable blood sugar. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Nothing feels worse than unstable blood sugar. Call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203.
2: A news update in a sit-down interview about her new book and her late father the daughter of ronald reagan was asked by an nbc news correspondent what the former republican president would think about
9: today's politics i think he would be appalled really you know and um, yeah they used to have martinis together too
2: patty davis says her dad and democratic house speaker at the time tip o'neill would have intense public debates, but would always put the aggressiveness aside when it was time. Some major East Coast cities in the U.S. are quite literally sinking, according to new info out from NASA. The U.S. Space Agency says it used satellite data to survey areas from New England south all the way to Florida, and then utilized ground-based GPS centers to track the motion. Some of the cities were sinking as much as two millimeters per year.
0: That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTee.com.
2: It has to end here. Uh, actually, it's just gotten started. No! This is the Kevin Jackson
4: Radio Show. <laughs> Food restaurants are closing their doors.
8: This news came abruptly. It shocked area residents. It's left them concerned about the future of the local economy. Casey Cronus is live with the latest. Casey.
4: John and Scott, all three KFC restaurants are owned by the same franchisee. The move comes as a disappointment to neighbors and also one local alderman who tells me he was blindsided by those closures. The restaurants are located at 83rd and King Drive in Chatham, where renovations have been underway for several months. Now progress has stopped, the windows and doors boarded up. Also in Grand Crossing, the KFC at 75th and Lafayette will no longer serve customers. And in Bronzeville, the chain at 35th and Calumet has been shuttered. This comes less than one month after the movie theater, Cinema Chatham, shut down. Sixth Ward Alderman William Hall tells me these closures are a loss for the community, leaving employees out of work and corners vacant.
3: Well, to the entire Sixth war. my frustration is your frustration. We said the same frustration. I live here. I don't want to see abandonment. I don't want to see vacancy just like you. Uh, working hard with corporations. Um, we are some challenging times, however. We're going to, again, look to the future. Um, hopefully we find or reimagine a corner, even if it means tearing down that KFC and building a new business. But we're not going to stop until that vacancy is filled. They can't keep a Kentucky Fried Chicken franchise open in a black neighborhood. That's the that, seventh sign right there. Welcome folks, Kevin Jackson's who you're listening to. Things have to be bad in Chicago, folks, when a hundred-year-old franchise decides to abandon its key customer base. Chicken eating black folks. 844-551-8255. The jokes write themselves. The Kevin Jackson Network is where you can find out more about our work. I need to be I need to go ahead and do some more book, some more comedy gigs because I don't even have to write these jokes. Crime, I guess, is so bad in a windy city. That even a business like this can't survive. Following the wave of location closings in bad neighborhoods and Democrat-controlled cities all over the country, this Kentucky franchise franchisee, I should say, called it quits. Three Southside locations. I mean, this is the place where you can be guaranteed. I mean, this this is like a Chick-fil-A in a white person's neighborhood. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it's supposed to be just in and out. Have you ever been to an in and out? You go up there, the kids love it. It's just packed. I mean, you it's it, all the time. Things going so badly for this franchise owner that he scuttled these locations he said you know what enough is enough and one of them was in construction it was being built you know it was i don't he just said you know what forget it he boarded it up you'd see it in the video you can't see it here when i lived in st louis we lived in an area called south city and i used to go to a popeye's chicken on grand avenue if you know st louis it was uh um, let me think uh, east of 44 it was on Grand Avenue about 2 miles up on on Grand and I went there because every Monday they had this twofer where you buy one 8 piece chicken di- dinner for like $8.99 and you get a second one for free that's 16 pieces of chicken for essentially 18 bucks or something like that so I was like that's less than a buck 50 cents per, chicken, per piece I mean it's roughly a dollar a piece so I went there every Monday and I was on what I call the chicken diet because <laughs> that's all I would eat was chicken. And I, I was I wasn't training for anything, but I was losing weight. And that's a good way. It was a good way for me to do it. And I love Popeye's chicken original recipe, you know, the hot version. Anyway, I would go up there every Monday and get this meal and it would last the entire week for the most part. So cheap way to to regulate my diet, keep my, my numbers down. Uh, you know the the dollars down for food and i went up there one time and it was closed on a monday i thought was well, it a holiday monday didn't think anything of it went the next week nothing empty parking lot nothing went the following week and then it finally hit me it's closed it was abruptly shut down now if you look all around it 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 was beauty supply liquor store little old cheap uh uh like a grocery store. And it was frequented by, you know, you could see prostitutes walking up the street and, you know, some druggies and all. It was a, what I would call a typical inner city black neighborhood. But I'm telling you, you better have on your, your fight face when you go in there. Cause it was not for the faint of heart. And uh, it had a drive through, but you wouldn't want to be stuck in a drive thru you know what I mean, where you couldn't get your car out in case the the stuff hit the fan. So, it was one of it was a sketchy location. Well, anyway, they scuttled it. I will never forget it. It that's a fact. And, and anybody that is from St. Louis, you know what I'm talking about. So, guts or desperation is what it took. But the, the alderman in Chicago is like, well, it's a sore eye, and I'm, we're going to replace it, and we'll do something else on that corner. No, you're not. You're not going to do anything else because that corner, nothing can survive. If the Kentucky Fried Chicken can't survive there, it can't. Nothing can survive there. And I'm not trying to be stereotypical. I'm just telling you, there's no stores. Look at what's going on in San Francisco and these places where CVS's and Walgreens and all these places are pulling out. You think they're pulling out willy-nilly? They're pulling out in the white areas of San Francisco? No, they're pulling out in these depressed areas where they need it the most. It's happening all over the country. Oakland, we played the clip of that lady the other day saying, well, it used to be a uh, uh, this over here and they close this down. And she, her thing was, Walmart is pulling out of that location of Oakland. And she, her comment was, if Walmart can't survive somewhere, nothing can. That's a store that can withstand all kinds of things because they're highly profitable. They know where, they've done a lot of research as to where they're going to put their, their stuff. And they said, enough is enough. I'll give you another example. Not too far from the Popeyes, there's a franchise in St. Louis called Lee's Kitchen. And Lee's Kitchen. Lee's Chicken. And it's really good chicken. I had never eaten there. But we had our kids, you know, were here when they were living with us in St. Louis. And one of them, he was dating a girl. He said, it was probably 5.30 at night, getting ready to be dusk, and he said, um, hey, I'm going to take, uh, you know, my girlfriend up to Lee's Chicken. And her name is Kelly. And we go, well, we looked, Melissa and I looked at other and says, it's probably not a good time to go to Lee's Chicken because it's at dusk. And you might want to go to McDonald's. It's a lot better. And It was in a different, going in the opposite direction. And he goes, I think it'll be okay. All right, go. But we, you know, we told you. So they walked to Lee's Kitchen. I'd say 10 to 12 minutes later, the phone rings. Melissa picks it up. It's Flo. I didn't even wait to hear the conversation. I got in the car. I I mean, I literally made a beeline. I mean, I was... Because I knew what was going on. I get there, and there's a big black dude looking at these two kids, you know, like menacing them as they're eating. And they're trying to ignore him. And I walk in there, They see me, their eyes get as big as saucers. And I just say to them, go get in the car. And I look at this guy like, okay, you no longer have them to deal with. You got me to deal with. And I'll never forget it as long as I live and neither will they. And they will validate this. That dude's eyes hit the ground. And I, and I, that was it. I knew, okay, you know, I'm the alpha dog. And if you think I was there from, you know, As a joke or just as a threat, you know, like a, a, you know, fake threat. No, I was there because he's messing with my family. And I was like, you better y'all get to the car. I'll handle this. And that was the end of it. I just looked at him. He looked at me, put his eyes to the ground like a beta dog, because that's what he was. And I walked back and we were going back to the house hysterical. Nobody said a word. And then the next thing, uh, my, my son's girlfriend goes, thank you for getting us. <laughs> and I start laughing. I said, we told you. So we get back to the house, and Melissa's like, we told you guys. That is not for the faint of heart. It, 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 I mean, it's crazy there. Anyway, Kentucky Fried Chicken. And, and, uh, Denny's in Oakland. That lady I was telling you about, she she wanted. There was a different location. Denny shut down, but here, do yourself a favor, Google any of these types of things. So and so leaving, you know, business leaving Oregon, you know, Portland, whatever. You'll you'll be inundated. Pick any any city business leaving cleveland business leaving baltimore businesses are leaving california they're leaving illinois specifically chicago in droves because they can't do business in places like that you cannot survive when people are pilfering your business the way these businesses are pilfered and by the way it's even being done by employees it's not just it's not just the the patrons it's employees as well we'll be back So get the card that truly pays you back better than any other card in your wallet or purse. Do you know someone with a
0: drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare.
9: com gcnfood.com
2: This is the Kevin Jackson radio show on Kevino Jacksonez.
6: people in Oakland are seriously struggling. Cause there's no jobs there's no way to get money to make money to pay bills everything that come here closes down dunkin donuts came to oakland dunkin donuts shut down can't make it no more we have the starbucks right here starbucks gone closed down leaving oakland can't make it here no more we just got this raisin canes restaurant over here they had to close down the inside gone. Can't open no more. Almost every business that opens up in Oakland closes. Businesses closed. Everything closed. Nuts and Chipotle closed. In and out burger on the on the other side of this used to be a walmart we don't even have a walmart in oakland you know you ain't got no jobs if you don't got no walmart in your city you know your city's struggling if you don't got no walmart walmart closed down walmart could not survive oakland oakland is a hard place to survive we got in and Burger right there on the other side ready to close down and i'm pretty sure panic went after that Next to T-Mobile, Chipotle, the little restaurant in there closed. The little the little restaurants across the
3: street you can't see in their parking lot closed. All these big old buildings. Please allow me to finish that sentence for all these big old buildings empty. Empty. I've driven around these neighborhoods. We were in uh, Atlanta at a baseball tournament for our son and... Melissa goes, hey, could you go do a coffee run? And I was like, yes, I'll put in those, you know, go get some coffee. And I'm headed to what I I'm, i actually went in the wrong direction. But I was going down the street and I was looking at all the boarded up buildings. And this was kind of in the suburbs, but it was a it wasn't like the best of suburbs, but it wasn't like obviously in the hood. And I just remember thinking and, and keep in mind, this is just post covid. So things hadn't really revitalized. So I want to I want to be fair about the assessment, but it was a it was bad. <laughs> Building businesses closed down, and I don't think they're coming back. Where we board our dog when we travel, I would bet you fifty percent of the businesses in that in that strip shopping mall have shut down in in the time that we've lived here. Kevin Jackson's, you're listening to folks, the Kevin Jackson Network, eight four four five five one. 8255. One of the funny things that came out of this story about the Kentucky Fried uh, Chickens closing in Chicago was a guy (laughs) a guy said I went to that same KFC when I got my order I walked out and I was chased by these two guys with red hats and they were yelling, this is MAGA country in a Jamaican accent. He says, no wonder it got shut down. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You gotta love people's sense of humor. (laughs) <laughs> oh boy you know the, the sad thing going back to that lady talking about that stuff she says everything closing down in Oakland Starbucks closed no jobs no hope the communities that they, they call these communities underserved communities meaning you're not getting the comforts of the suburbs you don't get the mo- the, the movie theater for example that when we were talking about that KFC in the previous segment they were talking about the movie theater shut down. You think the movie theater shut down because there's no good movies out? Look, I don't know what the movie business is, but I know this. there's, a, I could throw a rock and hit three movie theaters in my neighborhood. Apparently, things are okay here. Fat Cats, the, the AMC, the, the Harkins. There's th- literally three movie theaters within two miles of me. I could walk to any of them. And they're thriving. In a time when movie theaters aren't supposed to be doing that well. Why do you think these movie theaters, that movie theater failed in a black community? They're literally trying to cater. The people that are starting these businesses are saying, we want to invest in you. We want to try to make this work. Now, the government has tricked them into doing it. The government always has some cute little, oh, we're going to go to the poverty zones. We're going to go to the impoverished, impoverished zones. We're going to go to empowerment zones or create empowerment zones. They always have something. And the idea is to lure the company in. We'll give you a tax abatement. We'll give you this. And then they get mad. They, they tell, oh, you're not paying your taxes in this community. Well, you gave me the incentive to move my business here. The incentive was to employ these local kids. The incentive was to put something back into this community. And you know what they're doing? They're nothing but locusts. They're taking out of these communities. You go into the place. I don't know what was going on at that Popeyes, but here's what I'll bet you money. That Popeyes wasn't making a nickel for that dude. Brothers was hooking up family members. Come up, I'll give you chicken. They're taking chicken home. You know, they're whatever. I don't it's it's in a neighborhood. Like I told you, the one I went to was you practically needed to be loaded for bear. You had to be ready to go. <laughs> I'll never forget one time I was go, go up there and this uh, Hispanic lady. I guess she just had a chicken Jones, a pop Chicken chicken. Jo- and the minute she walked in, it was like thug central. And she looked at me like. What am I going to do? And I was like, don't worry. Ain't nobody going to bother you. I ain't going to let that happen. But she went, the minute she walked in and she couldn't just walk out, you know, because it would look too obvious. <laughs> but I remember her looking at the door and I was like, I looked at her reassuringly like, you'll be okay. But it was a war zone. Which brings me to this conclusion. Okay. Is the Kentucky Fried Chicken shutting down in my neighborhood? No. There's a Popeyes chicken in my neighborhood. I don't frequent it as much as I do, but they don't do that twofer, that buy one, get one that I mentioned before. AP, buy an A piece, get an A piece. That was a heck of a deal. But the point is, it's not closing down. its it, I don't know what it makes, but that franchise has been here since I moved here, and it's going nowhere. Because I live in the suburbs where people pay their bills. They're respectful of business. They understand that people have to make business. They're not a bunch of people running in and grabbing stuff and running out. There's not a bunch of, my color is my currency, and stuff like that that's going on. You don't have the Michael Brown Juniors where people walk in and and bogart and, you know, I'll take whatever I want. People are respectful, law-abiding. That's what makes business flourish. This alderman that believes he's going to bring business back to Chicago, how are you going to do it? What other inducements are you going to give the people to businesses that says, "Look, invest six hundred thousand dollars in a building, load it up with about a million dollars worth of products, retail, and less, and, and then we're going to pilfer it until you've lost your one point six million dollar investment, and we'll see who we can rinse and repeat with." Let me tell you, Walmart. Starbucks, most of these businesses, they do an amazing job of deciding where they're going to put a business. Amazing. It is calculated. They look at demographics, uh, traffic flow, uh, mean you know d- of distribution of wealth, all kinds of stuff before they are going to put a brick and mortar store in that area. And they're pulling out of Oakland. They won't even put do you think Starbucks would put in these locations where these Kentucky fried chickens are? I guarantee you, if you took those locations to the people at Starbucks who do uh real estate, they would look at you and go, you must be crazy. We wouldn't even put a Starbucks inside of the safeway in those locations. And oh by the way, Safeway's pulling out. We just heard from them. People can. You know, you can stereotype it, call it whatever you want. I don't care. Profile race. Kevin's racially profiling. You're doggone right I am. Black neighborhoods need these businesses. And you would think that this alderman would get the community together and say, look, guys, here's what I'm going to tell you. You want businesses to be convenient. You want restaurants. You want entertainment. You got to change. You have to change who you are. You have to stop being with the criminal element you have to start respecting these businesses and you got to get rid of this idea that capitalism is bad and you're owed something because we are never going to have these businesses here and by the way how do you think these kids learn if you want to be a pharmacist wouldn't you want to work in a cvs or a walgreens and understand the business if you wanted to do retail wouldn't you want to understand how the pricing works how shelf space works and eye level versus foot level and the details around that. Warehousing, how much do you stock? What do you stock when? You can learn so much from just these little menial jobs if somebody explains to you how they work, if you've got a good father figure and a good structure. The community sucks. Think about that. The community sucks. So, do you, where does it go down? How does it trickle down? The family's broken, the community's broken, the church is broken. Society, as you know it, is broken. Democrats are running this stuff and and convincing you that you're the you're a victim in all of this. You you created the situation that isn't going to fix itself. And this alderman, we're going to put somebody else on that corner. We got to tear that thing down. Well, that's going to do it, right? Not changing behavior. Wouldn't want to go that far.
2: Putting an end to identity politics.
5: Now, something
2: completely different. This is the Kevin Jackson Radio Show.